there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> Probably like getting grade 10 sandpaper rubbed on your face every day. I mean, we say it all the time, whether, you know, there's two types of turds, you're a sinker or you're a floater, but you're still a turd, right? I mean... <laughs> Um, we're, we're, we are about players and players playing the plays and not necessarily the plays. Welcome to the Varsity Club Podcast. My name is Derek Peterson, and this week we're doing something different with Nebraska no longer playing. With the playoffs coming up this weekend, I wanted to talk to somebody who's uh, not only going to be paying attention to the playoffs, has a vested interest in the playoffs, somebody who's there covering one of the playoff semifinals, a guy that I used to work with, a guy that I have a ton of respect for, um, a really fantastic writer that everybody should go follow, George Stoya, who's there covering the LSU OU semifinal in Atlanta. George, how are you, man? I am. Uh, I'm good. I am uh, just hanging out here in Atlanta, and uh, it's been a fun week. I'm just ready for for the game day tomorrow. I'm uh, I'm very excited to have you on this podcast. I was actually talking to a couple of friends earlier, and I said I really just wanted an excuse to have George on the podcast, so this worked out well. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, all, so, it's always good when we, when we reconnect. Yeah. Um, let's start with playoff seeding thoughts. I think that's a good way to get into this discussion about the playoff. We'll talk a little bit general first, and then we'll get into the, the OU-LSU um, game, because I think, I'm, I, I guess we'll get your opinion, but I, I think that one has the potential to be closer than people expect it to be, but I also think it has blowout potential, so I'm curious what you think. Um, let's start with seeding thoughts. So L- LSU got the number one seed. I thought Ohio State deserved the number one seed. I thought Ohio State was head and shoulders the best team in the country. Do you do you agree with me? Do you think that um, Ohio State was the number one, or do you think that LSU deserved the number one seed, or Clemson kind of out there floating in um, the crap fest that is the ACC? They turned it on late. Do you think the the committee got it right with the way that they seeded teams? Um, I think that I think that um, you know I think Ohio State obviously probably deserved the number one spot. Um, but you know, I, I think I look at this LSU team. I, I think I don't think you could have gone wrong with either one. You know, and and I don't think Clemson should have been number one, even though I do think Clemson is the best team, which is a weird thing to say. But considering the resumes, I think you have to put Ohio State number one. Um, but I mean, I also I think LSU is deserving too. I, I really. I really think they couldn't have gone wrong either way. And it sucks for the team that got number two because now they have to play Clemson instead of Oklahoma. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't disagree. I can't say that like they completely got it wrong because, I mean, I look at LSU and, and all the talent they have. I mean, hell, they've taken home just about every single award that you can win. Um, you know, they definitely deserve probably a number one ranking. But Ohio State obviously is good too. I mean, I, I don't know what the Justin Fields situation is. I saw he said, the other day at a media availability that he wasn't feeling a hundred percent. And if he's not a hundred percent, then I don't think they, they have a, a shot against Clemson. I really think Clemson's probably the best team overall team in the whole thing. And I think, I think they're going to win it all, but um, I mean, I can't, I mean, would I have ranked Ohio State number one? Probably, but I can't say that ranking LSU number one was wrong. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Because I was going to ask you, does it actually even matter? Because um, I, I think if I remember correctly, I saw something that said number one hasn't won it yet. Um, whoever gets the number one seed hasn't won it yet. I don't know that it necessarily matters. I think it's all just about, um, like you said, it's about who who wants to play Clemson, <laughs> who wanted to play Clemson, right. who didn't want to play Clemson. Um, Clemson I is weird, man. That, right. I will say that Oklahoma, I think, got the best matchup they could get in the playoff. I don't think, I don't think they wanted to play Clemson or Ohio State. Um, and I think they match up well against LSU. So I do think it worked out in Oklahoma's favor. That's not to say I don't think they're going to win, but I do think they have the best shot against this LSU team. Does um, what, what, So you think that Clemson is the best team in the country? Or, or, or I should say you think that Clemson uh, has the best chance to win this playoff. I, I don't know what to make of that Clemson team because early on in the season they looked like they were kind of struggling uh, Trevor Lawrence throwing interceptions. It looked like he was going to have a little bit of slippage from from his, a fantastic freshman year, and then, um, I mean, just recently you, the ACC championship game, and they're blowing out Virginia. Was it sixty-two to seventeen or something like that? Like some absurd number. Seems like they're peaking at the right time. How interested in that Ohio State Clemson um, semifinal are you? Kind of what are you expecting from that one? You know, what's the line on that game? Is it like two or? three or something maybe it might even be a pick them i don't know but i i think i think clemson is going to win i just i like trevor lawrence you know he's been here before um he knows what it's going to take um you know that team is just super talented that that defense is maybe better than they were last year and that's saying a lot considering some of the guys they they uh they lost so i, I just i just think they're the better team and i think you know you look at their running back you got the wide receivers out there i mean they're clemson Clemson's really freaking good, and I think people aren't paying attention to them as much just because of, you know, the one game against North Carolina. They have one bad game against North Carolina, and everybody's like, oh, they're not, they're not as good. And then they blow everybody off by 40. You know, I don't know what more they could have done. So I think – I just think they're really good, man. I, I, I know they haven't played anybody, and Ohio State's going to give them a tough challenge. But I think Clemson's been here before. Uh, they, they've shown they know how to, how to do it, and they just – I mean – I think that's really kind of what I'm basing it off is, is experience and how dominant they were a year ago. Um, so that's what that's that's what I think is going to happen. I think they win that game by a touchdown, maybe ten, maybe ten points. I really think they're they're the better team than Ohio State. Justin Fields being a little gimpy for that one makes it um, worrisome for Ohio State. The line is uh, Clemson minus two, um, but I, I think it's hovered around one or two points ever since it opened. So. Um, yeah, it sh- it should be a fun one. Do you want to see an eight team playoff? Yes, I think I think that's the best thing to do because because my theory is there needs to be a set criteria to get in. So I mean, I would say you know get the five power you know five power conferences in champions or whatever, and then you take the the next three best teams. And if that's a group of five team, great. If not, then you pick the. I mean, this year it wouldn't have been a group of five team, I don't think, but. You pick the the five conference champions, and then you go from there. And I think I think that's just the best way because then you have a set criteria of how you get in. There's no more debate, which I know that kind of takes away from the fun of it. But you know, I think I think that works better, um, and it's more football. Who doesn't want more football? So you wouldn't give the group of five an automatic bid for whoever the highest ranked G five team is? No, I mean I think if if they take the next three best teams and a group of five team goes undefeated, then they're going to get in. So basically, you're saying group of five team go undefeated, and you're in. 
And I mean, that gives them a way in. I mean, I don't think, I mean, would you put a one loss Memphis team in there? I wouldn't. I'd put in, you know, a two loss Oregon over them or, uh, you know, who else is out there? Auburn, maybe. I don't know. Georgia. I, I, honestly, I wanted to Georgia see Oregon. In the, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to see Oregon in the playoff over, <laughs> over Oklahoma. I wanted to see Oregon LSU. Oh, I think Oregon, I think Oregon's a better team. If Oregon doesn't if Oregon doesn't lose to Auburn there in their first week, or if they don't, you know, crap the bed there in, in Tempe, they're in. I think they would have got in over Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to see that so, that offensive line against LSU's defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I honestly I think the Pac twelve is the one that's that's driving the bus and, and you know, there was a situation that we were looking at um with four or five weeks to go in the season where it, I, I'm trying to remember, it was like a doomsday scenario that had been posed to me um, where like Alabama doesn't play in the SEC title game, but Alabama ends up ranked higher than LSU and like Florida makes it to the SEC championship and wins as like a three loss team. And so you're potentially looking at, um, I think Alabama, LSU and Georgia as higher ranked SEC teams but none of them won the SEC championship. Do you put any of those three teams in, and do you leave Florida out? And it was just like a chaos situation. And I was thinking this might be the year that really, really tests tests the committee and and makes them take a, a long, hard look at an eighteen playoff. And then, of course, it kind of worked out easy for them. They, they kind of had just four teams to pick from, um, four teams to rank. And so, uh, I'll I'll be really curious if we get into the offseason and, and Alabama starts to make a push for an 18 playoff because you know they don't want to be left out. Yeah, and you know that people will listen to, to Saban on that. So I think I think that'd be definitely interesting. And I, I'm all for it. More teams, more games. It'd be a lot of fun. And, and I do think they need some criteria of, of, you know, who gets it. Like, if you win your conference, I think you should be in. I think that's just how it should work unless, I mean, you're going to have some years where maybe an upset happens, but that team probably deserves to be in. So I, I just think moving to eight teams would make things a lot easier. Let's go um, a little bit more game specific for, for what you're covering now. Um, you had a, a really fantastic piece on Jalen Hurts, by the way. There's been some good um, some good stuff on Jalen Hurts throughout the season and then um, this week leading up to the playoff game. What's it? What's it like covering a Nick Saban guy? What's it like covering an Alabama guy and, and Jalen Hurts? What's this past year been like? Oh, it's been awful. Um, <laughs> just to be honest, I think uh, I think I think Jalen's a great kid, and and you know I think he means well, but he is very um, focused. I think is the right word. Um, he he does not like talking to the media. Um, and I can tell you that a lot of the media does not like talking to him. Uh, so I think, you know, it's been interesting. Uh, it's been really hard to cover him because he just will not give you anything. And, and um, you know, a lot of people that, that know him don't want to talk. Um, and so it's just been really hard. But, um, you know, there's been a few times this season where he's kind of opened up. And uh, I look at the Texas game, and he was really good after the Texas game. And, um, you know, he's had that quote about OUDNA in me and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, I think – He's pretty good at the Heisman stuff uh, in New York. So, you know, he's had his moments, but he's definitely, this last week or so, um, been focused on uh, the game itself and, and not really straying in his, in his answers um, too much from the game. So, 
these seem interesting and, and you just kind of have to work around it. And you know how that is, Derek. And, um, it's tough, but it makes for fun writing and, and, um, it's a good challenge for sure. Does he talk much about Alabama stuff? I mean, I know if he's not talking much in general, it's probably hard for him to, to talk about stuff that happened before the season, but yeah, has, no, has he, he doesn't. No. Okay. He doesn't talk how, about Alabama stuff almost at all. How, how similar is this kind of um, shutdown, um, lockdown mode from him? How similar is that to what Kyler Murray did a year ago? Um, because we, like, he went to the combine and everybody was like, "Oh, this guy's kind of a jerk. He doesn't want to talk to people." Is it is it the same kind of not talking, or is it a different, a little bit different um, beast would, from what Kyler was? I would say, yeah, I would say at the beginning of the year it was very similar to Kyler in the sense that he just was short with his answers, didn't say a whole lot. But Kyler, over the course of the season, uh, he started to play along a little bit, and he kind of opened up. And if you got in his – I mean, I don't know about in his circle, but if you if you became somebody that he liked to talk to, and I would I would like to think I was one of those people, We I, he enjoyed talking to me. Um, and I tried to ask him some different questions than what he was getting. All the, I never asked him a baseball question um, because I knew he was getting those all the time. And so – by the end of the season, he was really good, at least for me. And I got him a couple times one-on-one there towards the end of the season and, and in New York. And he was, I mean, he was really, really good. And he really opened up about his time at Texas A&M and, and all the stuff that he went through. So I would say Kyler was better at times because he would open up and he would play along a lot of times. I mean, there was some funny moments with Kyler. He was a, he was a pretty funny guy. Um, and, yeah, he was kind of an a-hole. Um, and and Jalen's kind of an a-hole. But I think that kind of comes with, where a lot of these guys come from and that, you know, they're some of the best athletes in the, in the country. Um, and I think that just kind of comes with the territory where, I mean, I'm, I just think Kyler was, he, if you, if you, again, if you got into his little circle that he enjoyed to talk to, then you were fine. But I mean, some people, you know, when he went to the combine, he probably didn't know any of the reporters there. He wasn't going to give them anything. Um, that's just the way he is. And you have to kind of build that relationship over time. Whereas Jalen, like, I mean, it's been the same all season, um, so it's been a lot more difficult. And eventually people around Kyler opened up and, and decided to talk, whereas Jalen, it, it was shut down even this week trying to get a hold of a few people. So um, it, it, it's, it's different, but I, I get where the similarities you know, come from. George, what, what has to happen for OU to give LSU a game? Do you, do you think they have a shot in this one? I think the spread is 13.5 or 13 um, my, my head wants to say that this could look similar to the, the OU Alabama semifinal last year, um, just without OU closing. Um, but then I'm like, well, they could get a backdoor cover. What do you, do you think this game is close? First of all, um, and what has to happen for Oklahoma to either keep it closer or have a shot to win down the stretch? Well, I do think Oklahoma's going to cover. Um, I don't think OU's getting enough credit for, the type of schedule they played, I think the Big 12 was really underrated this year. And you look at a, that Baylor team, I, I think Baylor's going to beat Georgia. Um, so I, I, I do think that they're being a little overlooked. Um, but with that said, I think they're going to have to play a damn near perfect game to beat LSU. Uh, they're going to have to be able to run the ball. If, I mean, you're going to know right off the bat, if Oklahoma can't run the ball, then they're, they're screwed. Because Jalen has not been able to throw the ball the way he was at the, at the beginning of the season. Uh, and Lincoln, I, I feel like Lincoln's kind of taken his trust out of Jalen a little bit when it comes to throwing the ball, uh, just because he turns it over a lot. Uh, so, 
what's going to have to happen is one, oh, you cannot turn the ball over. If they turn the ball over, uh, they're, they're not going to win and they may not even cover. Um, and then they have to force a turnover. I mean, they have to get at least one, maybe two to have a chance. And that's going to be really difficult considering, you know, you have the suspended players with Ronnie Perkins uh, out at defensive end. He's probably their best pass rusher, probably their second best player on the entire defense. Uh, he's not going to be playing. And then you look back at safety and the Laren Turner yell, they're starting safety in their second leading tackler. Uh, broke his collarbone a week ago and won't play. And that's probably an even bigger loss than Ronnie. Uh, so you look at that, the defense is going to have to have guys that haven't played a whole lot step up. Um, they're going to have to get pressure on Burrow. Now, it does help that the LSU running back is questionable, and if he doesn't go, I think Oklahoma has a legitimate chance. I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to, have to really get after Burrow. Um, but if they don't, he has time to throw. Those receivers are going to beat OU secondary, you know, seven out of ten times, eight out of ten times. So um, <clears throat> you're going to – they're going to have to – I mean, they're going to have to play the game of their lives, basically. They're probably going to need, like, a special teams play of some sort. They're going to need a, you know, a C.D. Lamb-type crazy touchdown, uh, maybe a Charleston Rambo deep ball. You know, Jalen's going to have to play, you know, probably the best game of his career. Like, they're going to need a lot to happen. Um, but can they do it? Of course. I mean, I, I think you have you – can't, you can't ever say a team can't do it. Um, you know, every, 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 every team has a shot, uh, especially in a playoff game. You know, it's, it's a, it's a one game, it's one game, you know, LSU plays this game nine, nine out of 10 times they're going to win the game. But, uh, you know, Oklahoma definitely has a shot. I think a lot of teams are, a lot of people are counting them out. Um, and, you know, rightfully so, I, I think LSU the better teams, but Oklahoma definitely has a shot. If they can control the clock, uh, get a couple turnovers, then they, you know, they definitely have a shot. And I can tell you, they feel really disrespected and pissed off so uh, I think they're pretty motivated for this one whereas last year it felt like they were just happy to be there and they're like Kyler save us and Kyler couldn't do it so I I feel like this team feels a little more confident than last year's team well I I think they have a reason to um the offense is still really good I think that I think the the difference between LSU and OU for the number one offense in the country is like one yard um the difference here is is Alex Grinch uh, and they didn't have him last year right He's been great. Um, yeah, I, I think they've. I think they got a shot um, to make it interesting. I think they got a shot to keep it fun. I don't know how much of LSU you've been able to watch, um, but they might have the best receiving core in the country. Maybe one of the best. Um, yeah. That. I'm that. Saying, yeah. Jamar Chase is good. Yeah. Yep. The really matchup good. between um, him and Parnell Motley and, and those LSU receivers and the OU corners, I think, is going to be. Um, one of the more interesting subplots of the entire game. Oh, for sure. And and it's funny you mentioned that because yesterday I think it was Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson said that, um, you know, they've got some fast guys, but they've also got one to two slow guys. Um, and I thought that was a funny comment because he's right. He's right. And uh, if they can if they can beat OU, I mean, part of Molly's going to be on an island, I think, a lot of the day. Um, they're going to try to double team some of those guys. But I think, I think it's going to come down to – can Parnell Motley make a couple plays? Can Trey Brown make a couple plays? Can freshman Jaden Davis step in and play a big game? Um, because I think OU up front is going to be fine. Uh, even losing Ronnie Perkins, they've got you know a good rotation of guys up there. Uh, and you look at linebacker Kenneth Murray is going to be one of the best players on the field Saturday. Uh, he's going to have to have a big game. But you look at OU secondary, and they're the ones that uh, LSU is going to go after. And it'll be interesting to see if, if OU can hold up. Okay, call your shot here. Who wins the whole thing? I think Clemson's going to win it all. I think 
and I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I think it's going to be Clemson LSU in the national championship. I think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, you talk about two really good quarterbacks um, going at it, especially through the air. Uh, you look at, you know, Clemson's defense. I think that's where they have the edge. I think they have a better defense than LSU does. Um, and if they can get after Burrow, uh, then, you know, they have a, a legitimate shot to, to really win that game. And, and I just think Clemson's a better team. So uh, I'll pick Clemson. I'll make sure to let Dabo know that at least one person believes in him. <laughs> I think there's more than one Dabo. <laughs> uh, George, I have, I have one, one last question for you. You have been spoiled these last three years. Playoff sites, three straight I years. What, what is, uh, what's been the best one? Rank them for me. Rank the three that you've been to. Man, that's tough. Um, so I've been to the Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, and now Peach Bowl. And I think they're all different. Uh, I definitely say Orange Bowl last. The Orange Bowl just wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't that cool, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I didn't really care much for the media stuff there. Um, you know, it's really in Fort Lauderdale. It's not really in Miami. Uh, so you're not really, like, on the beach or whatever. Uh, the media party there was cool. Rose Bowl was awesome just because it's the freaking Rose Bowl. Uh, you can't, you know, beat that atmosphere, and it was cool. But I'd have to – honestly, I think I'd have to go with the Peach Bowl. I mean, the – the hospitality room here, um, the service, everything has been spectacular. Uh, you're right next to the College Football Hall of Fame, which we got to go to yesterday. That's where Media Day was. That was really cool. Uh, I went to the Georgia Aquarium the other day. Uh, there's just a lot of cool stuff here. I mean, I haven't even been to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but I've just heard it's, it's incredible. So I can't wait to go to that. So I honestly, I think I'm going to go Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, then Orange Bowl. And that's based off just like, service so far tonight's the media party so that should be fun um and i'm looking forward to that but i, I mean peach bowl's blown me away really it's been a lot of fun how much free chick-fil-a have you gotten every day man every day every morning uh we get chicken biscuits and then usually we get chicken sandwiches in the afternoon uh plus whatever whatever other meal they're serving us so it's, it's like all the time it's it's incredible that is also a factor in this I figured. I figured Chick Fil A free free. You can't beat free Chick Fil A. So, um, oh, I, no. I, a coworker, um, Aaron Sorensen, who works at Hale Varsity, went to the Peach Bowl uh, when UCF played in it two years ago, and she said she had enough free Chick Fil A cards to last a year. So, um, that is is high on her list as well. So it's. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to try to make a trip to the Peach Bowl because I don't think Nebraska is gonna be playing. Nebraska will go to the Rose Bowl. They won't go to the Peach Bowl. So we'll see. Um, George, well, I know you, you got to go. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I kept saying this year that that the, that I wanted to go to the Rose Bowl. I was trying to speak it into existence that Nebraska was going to go to the Rose Bowl, and then it didn't happen. So, uh, blame it on me. Um, George, you got to go. You got work to do. Um, appreciate you taking some time and and jumping on the podcast. It was fun. Glad we got to reconnect. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Derek. If you want to follow George on Twitter, it's just at George Stoya S T O I A. I recommend it. He's awesome. He's funny. Uh, and he's covering playoff stuff. So we've got that to look forward to these next two weeks. Um, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Keep reading HillVarsity.com. In the meantime, um, we've got stuff going up. Even though football has ended for Nebraska, we've still got football stuff going up. Uh, we've also got basketball coverage, women's basketball coverage, um, and there's still some recruiting to be had uh, before Nebraska wraps up its class in February. So Greg Smith will have you covered with all that. Um, find, follow, rate, and review the podcast. And we'll be back next week.